Hello and welcome to the Beyond the Buzzer podcast. I am Pete Rudin. I'm Adam Hensley. And today we have an instant reaction from Iowa's game against Michigan State. It was something. It was something. Just right off the top, if you were to ask me what's your prediction, I was like, I think Michigan State gets into the gear in the second half. Don't know for sure, though. I think it's a toss-up. And Iowa lost by 15. After leading at half. Yeah. And they were up eight with about 16 minutes left. Yeah, and 16 minutes is a ton of time in basketball. So I, I don't, I don't like, wow, you blew an eight-point lead. I, I think of it more as Iowa had momentum, lost it, and just, just like, completely lost it. Fumbled away the and rest just, of the game. Yeah. I mean, they were on a roll where Tyler Cook at halftime had four points. Then about four minutes and 50 seconds into the second half, he was at 15. Yep. He dropped 11 just like that. He was having his way in the paint. I think it was, was it was it Ward on him or was uh, it? Goins was, yeah, was on him, Goins. I think. And Goins was just getting worked. Mm-hmm. Like Cook was just backing him down a few times. He knocked him over, still got the points. And after the game, players and Coach, and Coach McCaffrey, they, they, they both stressed like that. They, they kept attacking in the paint to try and get some foul calls, but it just didn't go their way. Yes, yeah, so they took eight free throws all night. And Iowa averages 27 a game. And they That's were, less than a third of their And they were in the average. paint often, too. I mean, they outscored oh. Michigan State in the paint 40 to 28. So 40 of Iowa's 67 points came from in the paint. So Iowa scored 27 points outside of the paint. 20 of them from Huka Garza, 17 from Cook. Their big men were just going at it. Yeah. Going right at Ward, right at Goins. And while it was a positive, it was just... The complete opposite for their their guards, though, and some of their other forwards, because you had that game earlier in the week when Iowa just could not miss against mm-hmm. Illinois. 15 to 21 from three point range, like just going off. And then you got the three pointer stand that just weren't following. Iowa was 5 to 24. Jordan Bohan is 1 of 7. Isaiah Moss, 0 for 2. Joe Wieskamp, 1 for 5. So combined, they went 2 for 14 after that group. And just went off. And Bear went to a left seven, too. Yeah. And the thing was, Bear was the guy who was hitting those shots first half and then also into that um, second half a little bit, too. Yeah, when they went on that run and, and finally got that lead, it took most of the first half for Iowa to actually get out in front of Michigan State. Yeah, because at, at first Iowa had Iowa caused four turnovers on Michigan State's first five possessions of the game. At that point, that's pretty like, good. Oh, yeah. That's like honestly one of the best starts I could have hoped for. You can't ask for yeah. much more with the crowd like it was. Mm-hmm. Actually packed, actually pretty rocking. Yeah. That's exactly what you want. But I came away with four points on that. And that was kind of a sign for things to come in the game because Iowa was getting looks. Mm-hmm. It had shots from deep that were open, like Izzo said after the game, how Bohannon makes some of those shots like nine times out of ten. They just yeah. weren't falling tonight. Wieskamp, it just has not had a good game. Granted, he's played Michigan State twice, but neither of those games have been up to his standards. Nope. Um, looked like a completely different player than he was against Illinois earlier this week, um, tonight against Michigan State. Yeah, and Cook had some good looks early, too, that he just couldn't convert on. Yeah. And Iowa, in the paint tonight, completely flipped around what Michigan's they did to them when they met up. 
on December 3rd. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ward went 10 of 10 for 26 points. Ward definitely got his tonight. He, he had 21 on 7 of 10 shooting. But you look at Goins and Xavier Tillman. Tillman had 5. Goins had 7. For the most part, Iowa was so much improved in the paint. And it was one of those things where they, from how they played inside, they probably deserved to win that game. Mm-hmm. But everything else went wrong. Ward had a pretty good game. He was 7 of 10, 21 points. Points had 7 points, 8 rebounds. I mean, the guy that really hurt Iowa was Cassius Winston. Yep. He was the guy who was hitting shots As in always. that run. Yeah. And then, of course, you got guys like Matt McQuaid, who goes 2 for 12, but he has two of his three three pointers during Michigan State's 24-2 run. Mm-hmm. And at, at, during that run, I mean, I, it was almost like flashbacks to last year where Iowa would get in a run and just could not get out of it. And after the game, it was kind of consensus was like they'd kept feeding the post during that stretch because they were looking for, I think it was a frame you said it, where they were looking for calls to slow down the game. Yep. Send Iowa to the line because Iowa draws fouls better than any team in the country, statistically. Not tonight, though. No, they were not getting the whistle one bit. Not at all. And Cook said coming into the game, it's one of those things where you know what you're going up against with Michigan State's physicality, and you're probably not going to get as many whistles as you're used to. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and I, I don't think in any way, I mean, fans can pinpoint whatever they want in the world to blame for a loss. I, I don't think you can necessarily pinpoint the lack of foul calls. Obviously, it's there's an obvious discrepancy in free throws. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State shot 21, Iowa had 8. However, mm-hmm. I mean, during that stretch, it, it wasn't as if Iowa was just getting blanketed all the time. It was like Iowa had shots and they just weren't hitting them. Got, like, guys had shots from in close that were rimming out. It was just a uh, all-around like offensive collapse. And that's kind of how the beginning of the game went, too, except they were hanging in still. They weren't falling behind too far. Mm -hmm. They were in it until Michigan State went on that 26-4 run. It was just, I mean, you see the first half, Iowa outscores Michigan State 35-31, and then the second half, Michigan State outscores Iowa 51-32. Fifty-one to thirty-two. Yeah, Michigan State ended the game on, I believe, a forty to seventeen run. Yep. And if you're letting teams do that, especially teams like Michigan State, as good as they are, you're probably not going to win that game. Sometimes shots just don't fall. And Izzo pretty much said that after when he was asked about the fact that like Bohannon, Wieskamp, and Moss just weren't hitting anything. He was asked how much that was his his team's defense, and he was like, part of it. But the other part was just it, it was it just wasn't Iowa's night, and I think that's what it was tonight, especially mm-hmm. for those three guys because, like I said, they had looks, they were good looks, they were just clanking them, and yep. I guess I don't want to say basketball karma, but you have nights like you do against like Illinois when Iowa hits fifteen three pointers, shoots like an arena record for field, total field goal percentage, yep. and then tonight Iowa's shooting thirty eight percent, which is like a little bit better than half of what they shot against Illinois, and their three-point percentage was like right at 20, 21. That's... I mean, coming off that Illinois game, you would have never thought 
Iowa would only hit five threes. No, but I, I do I think... I mean, Lee can't hit six himself. Moss hit five himself. Yeah, but I, I think it... I think it would be... I don't know if foolish is the right word, but I, I didn't expect the same output as Iowa had against Illinois by far oh, because no. Michigan State, there are certain tiers to the Big Ten, and Illinois is like a, a tier three team. There are tier two teams like the Ohio State's, the Nebraska's, teams that Iowa has shown it can beat in that five-game winning streak Iowa had. Those were all, for the most part, tier two teams. And there seems like Michigan, Michigan, Michigan State. State. I would at times throw Wisconsin in there. Um, and Purdue. I don't know. Michigan State is a far better team than Illinois, so I came into this thinking that, okay, I was not going to obviously match its shooting output it had against Illinois. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't think it would be as bad as it no was. No matter though. who you play, you're probably not going to match that. Yeah. But to have it go from those crazy heights to these low depths, yeah, that's exactly the, the opposite of what you want if you're Fran McCaffrey. Yeah, things came crashing down to earth real quick. And I, I think a lot of that was came in that just like knockout punch of a run Michigan State went on. And to Michigan State's credit, during that run, like that, it, it was almost like, like it was like a disaster. It happens, then there was still like effects after where Iowa still wasn't getting calls. It was missing shots. It was Its offense was pretty quick shot oriented. Like, they weren't taking time to really set up much as the game went on. It was kind of like, we got to get out of this quick. And credit Iowa for about, like, three-fourths of the game, two-thirds of the game. Yeah, I'd say for 30 minutes, they were a good team. Oh, yeah. And there were times where it, it was just, like, back and forth between the two. But yep. that Michigan State run was something. It was, yeah. it was, I don't know. It wasn't like Michigan State was just bullying Iowa. Unlike the their previous meeting where Michigan yeah. State was just going just to town in the paint. Inside. Yeah, I think this time it was more of, like, realistically, if Iowa hit some of those shots, it's a lot closer it's of a, a game than oh this. Yeah. And this final score-wise. It's I think, not a 15-point game. No. The way it was moving was, like, pretty back and forth. The rhythm was there, and it was just Iowa just was not hitting those shots, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We can, And you saw it at uh, halftime, too. The half-court shot kid Yeah, came close. Multiple times, never put it in. Yeah, rimmed out on that very last rimmed one, I'm pretty out. sure. So, against Illinois... One of those nights. <clears throat> against Illinois, Iowa shoots the lights out of the gym. Kid hits a half-court shot to win a $50 Shields gift card, which I don't know how much one 50 bucks nights. at Shields can get you. Let's say you want shoes. You get like half a shoe at Shields. You get one, one shoe. One shoe out of the One shoe at Shields. But regardless, so the Call kid hits the one shot. One shoe guy. Shoeless Joe? More like one shoe, Adam. (laughs) I'm offended. I've always shown up to these podcasts with two shoes on. You check. You're right. I can confirm Adam Hensley is wearing two shoes right now. But the point remains, the game against Illinois, Iowa goes off, seemingly can't miss from three, kid hits a half-court shot. It's like, it's one of those days in Carver. Then tonight, everything rimmed out for Iowa. It was like stuff just danced around the rim and just fell out, and that was just like the kid's half-court shot. Yep. Rimmed out. There's something to it. I don't know, when everybody makes shots on the court, people get gift cards. When everyone misses, people get You don't get, get gift cards. cards. Yeah, it's... This is simple science. Exactly. It's one of those things. Put that in, like, the Farmer's Almanac or something like that. Uh, in the what? What is a Farmer's Almanac? Never heard of that? It's like, no. uh, I don't know how to describe it. Like a, a booklet or something that's got a bunch of, like, certain, like, trends and things like that related to, like, I don't know, nature? 
You'll have to Google it. Well, if you don't know, Google it on your own. I'm doing a very bad job at explaining this. and Pete doesn't know what it is, so we'll look it up after this. But anyway, <laughs> anything else that you noticed in the game tonight? For the first time in seemingly ever, Fran McCaffrey in the first half put a guy in with two fouls. Yes. Ryan Kreener came back in. Yeah, I did notice that. That was uh That's a rare appearance from a two foul player. Mm-hmm. I guess my question going forward doesn't necessarily have to do with the team itself because I think Iowa, if anything, Iowa has bounced back after those bad losses. Yeah, I mean Like Iowa got to that high point that it was before this game. After losing, getting spanked on the road at Michigan State, losing to Wisconsin, and then just getting blown out against Purdue, I was has done a, a fairly good job at displaying resiliency this year. So I obviously Minnesota is on Sunday, and I, I think it'll be a fairly competitive game. Oh yeah, I, but, Minnesota and I we usually have pretty again, close battles. Minnesota last week got smacked by like thirty four against. Illinois. Yeah, but then they almost beat uh, Michigan. But then they almost beat yeah. Michigan. Life Michigan the Big beat Ten. them on a buzzer beater. Yeah, but I guess my the, what I'm curious about moving forward is the atmosphere at Carver Hawkeye Arena, because we talked before this game, and I was like, "Can you build up too much to a game?" I'm sure the players aren't feeling this whatsoever because they're professionals; they know how to what they're doing, but I'm talking about the fans because there was kind of a buzz going around. Like This was almost was. like the Super Bowl for the the basketball fans. Yeah, It was this big promotion. They gave away the free student tickets and everything. There was free parking. It was just like the place was rocking. And my thing is... And that was a well-planned promotion, too. Oh, yeah. Good job out of the athletic department for yeah. doing that. That was a clutch time. My que- well, I guess not my question, but I'm, I'm curious to see next week when Michigan comes to Iowa City what sort of a crowd Carver packs. Because, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be able to top what it should ha- be, happened tonight. It should be it a big should crowd. It should be good, except after all of those fans that most of them, or, or a good chunk of them at least, probably don't come to a ton of games. No. So after seeing Iowa give up their eight-point lead and then allowing Michigan State to close out the game on a 42-17 run, that's not going to want to make a, a lot of fans, like casual fans, come back. That also adds to that point where I was just like, I I think a good number of those students won't come back because also the whole free ticket thing was very, it's it was very well done by the athletic department. But yeah. also, I don't know how many of those students are actually going to pay for tickets. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, I mean, we only time will tell. We got to. I'm a sure week. if you were in the crowd, it was a crazy atmosphere. It, it would have been a a really fun time, I think. Yeah, and I think it was definitely a buzz. In Carver. Yeah. That place was rocking. It hasn't been like that in a long time. Yeah, and I think that's definitely a big step in the d- right direction. And people can criticize the, the setup of the arena all they want, saying how the student section is so far away from the court or whatnot. Um, but I think the first step is just getting a student section in Yeah, there. exactly. Anyway, I guess that's all we've got for this uh, little quick instant reaction podcast uh, with the Beyond the Buzzer crew, but we'll probably put another podcast out next week. I think we will for sure. Yep. And we will be at Minnesota on Sunday. We will. Follow us on Twitter for those updates. I'm at PD Rudin. I'm at A underscore Hens 83. And also, don't be afraid to uh, tweet out some questions using the hashtag Beyond the Buzzer. 
Or as, just tweet at us. As always, we love those questions, man. We love them. We yeah, eat we eat them we for didn't. lunch, breakfast, brunch, dinner. Everything. Midnight snack. We'll do a better job of uh, tweeting out when we're going to record just because we had, like, no time to get any questions or anything since we, yeah. Did, like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, hope you'll stick around for next week. Me too.